0: It's mainly sunny and minus four in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. The Alberta government is planning a major expansion of COVID rapid testing in schools. Global's Jeff Smith has the latest. The province will send
1: 440,000 test kits to schools in the public and Catholic systems in Calgary, Edmonton, Lethbridge and Grand Prairie. Junior and senior high schools are being prioritized with up to 200,000 students and 20,000 staff being offered tests. Premier Jason Kenney. So to
2: put this in perspective, it's almost a third of all students in Alberta who we think will benefit from this. We'll also be flexible when needed. Uh, If there's a school outside of these four communities that needs rapid tests, we'll do our best to make that happen as well.
1: Testing teams are being sent to screen students and staff who don't have symptoms and are not identified as close contacts. The tests are optional. Any positive tests will mean isolating, but the results are considered preliminary and must be confirmed with a lab-based test. Jeff Smith, Global
0: News. More news in a moment, but first 770 CHQR helicopter traffic.
3: impacting eastbound drivers right now. And in the northwest, the lights are out and construction crews are working at Bonus Road and Home Road. A single lane is getting through in each direction and police are on scene directing traffic in the middle of the intersection. So expect delays over here. Open the CBC Smart Account and get $300 plus pay no monthly fee for up to 12 months. That's Everyday Smart from CIBC. Commissions apply. Learn more online from the 770 CQR Traffic Helicopter up to Houston.
0: A convoy is on its way from Calgary to Edmonton to protest the closure of Grace Life Church near Edmonton. The convoy met in the Deerfoot City parking lot at 6.30 this morning to begin the journey. Global's Jackie Wilson was live on location.
4: It is an empty parking lot behind me now, but about 15 minutes ago, 20 cars were in the parking lot and they're joining a convoy and they're heading north on Highway 2, stopping in Red Deer, and then they are going to make their way up to Grace Life Church just west of uh, Edmonton. The church was shut down and blocked off by fencing on Wednesday after they were violating those public health restrictions for months now. But there is reports from the church's website that they are going to try and host some type of service today regardless. Those who support the church believe the restrictions and these latest closures prevent them from exercising their charter freedoms for peaceful assembly, association and worship. Whatever happens today at Grace Life, they will have support of the protesters who left the parking lot here today. And of course, we'll have updates throughout the morning as well on Global News at 6.
0: The Calgary Fire Department responded to two fires yesterday evening, the first at 6 p.m. in the 3800 block of Bonnybrook Road in the city's southeast. Upon arrival, they found large volumes of smoke and flames in the roof area of a single-story commercial occupancy. At 9.40 p.m., the fire department responded to a second fire at the 200 block of Setter Street South for reports of smoke and fire of a two-story commercial occupancy. Both fires were extinguished and all occupants were evacuated safely with no injuries reported. Both fires are under investigation. Global News Sky Tracker weather today's high four degrees and mainly sunny conditions dropping to a low of minus six tonight overnight with partly cloudy conditions expected. Then tomorrow there is a chance of flurries with a high of three degrees. It's minus four right now at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
1: Good morning welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and it is a beautiful morning. They say it's supposed to get a little bit uh, not so nice later on, but looking outside right now, it's a beautiful morning. So uh, get out and enjoy the sunshine while you can and uh, get a hold of some of that vitamin D and get it into your system and it'll help keep you nice and healthy. Lots of little things you can start doing outside. We're getting into it is april of the 11th so we are halfway through april so we're still pretty early we're getting a lot a lot of people out into the garden centers and i'm sure everybody's getting it, asking where our trees and shrubs and things like that are it's still pretty early to be doing any of that um planting outside and when we bring our trees and shrubs they come from our nurseries and some of them are in bc and some are in alberta but there's typically a little bit further along so we leave them in. So most garden centers, we all kind of bring them in very close to this first week in May um, is sort of what I schedule our trucks for, but it is a, it's a moving target. Uh, very rarely do I bring them in in April. It's just it's too early and I just don't want to set you guys up for not uh, the right success either and not that it's probably gonna kill it but some of the leaves will get a little bit of frost damage and things like that so it's more aesthetics but april 21st is still a date that sticks in my head where we had a minus 20 temperature and um, that was quite a few years ago but it uh, it can happen in april so we want to be very careful with all that kind of thing and just we do live in calgary And when we've been very fortunate, it feels great. And you're you're in the garden center and it feels so nice. And we're rocking through the tropical house. Um, But we did sell a couple caliper trees yesterday. Some people are out because we do have those out in the tree lot, a few of them. But that will be getting restocked here in the next week or so from our nursery just south of Calgary. And uh, so we'll be, they're digging like crazy, getting everything going. So we'll be refilling our lot Um, very soon from the from our local nursery just south of Calgary. So looking forward to that. A few little projects that you can do. And uh, actually, first of all, I'm going to mention I got a couple guests um, calling in today. We have uh, Natasha from the Hort Society. They're going to tell us all about their virtual garden show that's coming on. So that sounds pretty good. And we also have Jen. We're going to find out what's hot in the greenhouse. And uh, definitely a lot of uh, annuals are starting to arrive. We're starting to get – and, we, and again, we try to bring in the ones that are hardy at this time. You can plant uh, pansies, a few violas, some snapdragons possibly, but still you got to watch. Planted up a birdhouse, a couple of them yesterday, and uh, it was actually kind of nice. She, she asked us. She bought two birdhouses and we filled them with pansies for her. I I thought it was a a great idea, and uh, I thought it looked awesome. So that was kind of fun. Jonah and I and uh, Jen were looking after that. The customer felt good. They had overabundance of service there. They had the three of us potting up their pots for them. But that was fun. And a few other things going on out in the garden that you can, if you're outside, Right now, take a look. There's been a lot of mouse damage, a lot of rodent damage on the bottom of your trees. So if you haven't wandered around your yard yet, um, especially um, if you live near a green space, things like that, go around. Or if you have lots of rabbits, if you're in some of the newer areas where there's lots of rabbits, I would go outside, take a look, and just look and see if there's anything that looks like they've chewed on the bottom of your trees. If they have, what you want to do is just clean it up and I just use, like, an X-Acto knife, cut out any of the loose bark, and then I get a product called Black Balsam. It's a bark replacement, and it works really well. And it's the only thing I would use to cover up wounds like that. It, it, it's a breathable bark replacement. You don't want to fill it full of, like, the black tar or anything like that. That's, like, wearing a Band-Aid way too long, so you don't want to do that. Anyways, Agord is Natasha on the line, just checking. Oh, she was supposed to call in at 910, so she should be calling in any moment, I'm assuming. And, but I got a few texts that I'll, I'll read out as well. And uh, getting quite a few people asking about the grass. Right now, um, people are asking Good morning, Merle. When can we start putting the green up lawn fertilizer on? You can go out, give your lawn a light raking. Just don't go real heavy, especially if it's new grass within the last couple of years. Just give it a, just give it a good raking. Remove the, the loose debris, the leaves, things like that off the grass. And you could definitely apply the, the greened up lawn fertilizer now. And you want to do the spring application, which is the heaviest dose um, for spring, which will get it nice and green and start thickening it up for the, for the long summer that we're going to have so you you can do some of that. You can cut back your coral foresters, cut back a bunch of your grasses. And for the other perennials, I still like to wait till I just start seeing green popping up. They're pushing up. And when you start seeing that, that's when you can go in and start removing the dead debris and things like that and do a good cleanup. But right now is a great time to amend your soil if you want to add a bunch of the greened-up lawn enhancer or the soil enhancer in there. Um, We have that in bulk as well, and uh, you can just add that to your garden bed, sort of two or three, four inches deep, and then just throughout the summer, just mix it in, and it'll just uh, amend your soil really nicely. And you can also do that with the big yellow bags as well, and and, uh, all kinds of fun stuff going on out in the garden right now. And I got... Okay, and... I believe Natasha is waiting now, so I'm going to. Oh, still not Natasha. Well, who do we have on the line, Gordon? We'll take them. Okay. All right, let's take Shirley. Good morning, Shirley.
3: I live in a, a seniors' complex. Okay. And we have raised gardens that we, ha- I mean, raised beds that we have been planting a vegetable garden in every year. Now okay. this soil, I dug the soil in the fall, and it is rock hard like clay,
1: and I wonder what <laughs> that makes. That makes I, gardening really nice, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. When you get to... <laughs> it's awful, but anyway, particularly for us who we don't have the uh, muscle power that the young folks have.
1: Yeah. So, you, and and gardening's way more fun when you when you start with nice soil.
5: Right. Right.
1: So. So what, what can we I'm do?
5: Gonna,
1: there's lots of things you can do. So I, I mentioned uh, a couple soils, like our green it up uh, soil enhancement from Spruce It Up. Okay. But I'm also gonna help you with our with something from our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. I'm gonna give you a bag oh for your gosh. for your for your complex there. Oh
6: so wonderful. If,
1: yeah, I'm gonna and they have a great garden mix. Uh huh. And and you might, uh, I'm not sure if, if one will be enough for you, but I'll give you one to start with. Thank and, you. Uh, and if you guys measure out and think you need more, I'm sure they'll let you add on a couple more to the order. Oh, and beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. And and then they can deliver it right to your bin. And just for amending the soil, you'll probably want to go with the black gold. Okay. is is a good one from them but they have a few different mixes so when you when you go to order it you can talk to the good folks down there at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply uh-huh. and they will they'll give you the right one you know like they'll they'll send over the right product for you so so congratulations and well, thank
3: you so much that's going to be a big help and this year will. we've had some some people volunteer to dig our garden
1: Oh, nice! So there you go. So once it, I would turn it over first, mm-hmm. and and then add the black gold to it, and then turn it over again. Okay. At that time, and then and that way you get the get the nutrients down into the soil. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you sort of want to do two or three inches at least over top of the whole bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, mix that in, and mm-hmm. that should definitely help with uh, getting it a little bit softer, a little bit nicer to work with.
7: Wonderful. Oh, that sounds great.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to put you on hold. Difference. And okay. Gord will take your name and number. Thank you. And uh, and then he'll get it looked after. And uh, and then the good folks down at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply will bring you your big yellow bag. That be right. great.
7: Thanks so right. much, Merle.
1: Uh, have a great gardening day. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Green It Up, your tree and lawn care for the greenest lawn and trees on the block. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone line right away here. We're going to chat with Natasha. Good morning, Natasha. And she's calling from the Calgary Hort Society and getting ready for her virtual show. So good morning, Natasha.
8: Good morning, Merle, how are you today?
1: Good, how are you doing?
8: Good, thank you, always nice to chat with you.
1: Absolutely, and uh, the same back at you. So this year, again, we're faced with uh, different, uh, different decisions and how do we pivot, how do we make things work? So you guys have uh, pivoted to the virtual world and uh, and are going to do a virtual garden show here
8: absolutely the world the word of the year is certainly is pivot, so we certainly are following that trend, just like last year we We were not able to have our in person um garden yeah. show, so we did uh, we did try a little bit of online, but now we 're fully online and so yeah we're really excited on april twenty fourth and twenty fifth we're going to have our virtual garden show, so everything will be uh, webinar form, and so we have some terrific keynote speakers. We have uh, uh, Paul Zamet and Dr. Ken Fry um, on each day, both the Saturday and the Sunday. Uh, One will take one day, the other one will take the other, and then we have a a, a just a wonderful lineup of speakers, uh, video demonstrations, and so on that will be going on all weekend. Um, That's we awesome. Course, yeah, it's it's going to be great. And what's really great is, of course, you know, we're not all available throughout the weekend. We may not even want to sit in front of a computer all weekend. Yeah. So The joy is you're going to get to watch it at your leisure throughout the entire week following the event. So you can go back as many times as you want. Go take a look at the material, the content that we're going to be producing, and. You know, take your time with it, you know, view it and, and, and learn as much as you possibly can from it um, for the following week. Because, again, we may not all have time that weekend, so so take your yeah. time and, 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 you know, learn as much as you can.
1: Well, absolutely, and there's pros and cons to this virtual world, and that is one of them, right? And sometimes if you didn't quite hear things or or things like that, um, you can rewind it a bit, go again, or and make some notes, yeah, pause absolutely. it. Absolutely.
8: Yeah, go to the bathroom
1: (laughs) (laughs) or whatever you need to do.
8: Absolutely, and yeah, again, that you know, the 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 reality is is that yes, it's not you know, it's certainly not like in person. However, you know, all of a sudden you don't really have to go anywhere, so that's kind of nice. Um, you no, know, there's we,
1: a couple of things for sure that are better, and especially on that part. But what you do miss is the in person experience of the garden show of the gardening show that you guys had before, and and uh, that the, it's hard to replace those kind of experiences. So it really. But we will, we'll get there again one day. So.
8: Exactly. Every year we're really, we always aim to go back in person and you know that that will always be our, our main goal um, uh, moving forward. So
1: Perfect. And so what else will the so you're going to have lots of information talks and things like that. Um so what about for vendors or different people like like um, gardening people, like are are people gonna be selling stuff at the show or how?
8: Absolutely. So we do have a whole exhibitor hall that we have uh, set up where we've already sold quite a few booths. so we we have, quite a nice little audience already happening Um, but what we're doing is we're inviting We're we're keeping prices very 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 low so what we're trying to do is if you're new in the business if you're really looking for you know a new audience you're in the landscaping business you started your business a few years ago and you're really looking for for a larger audience come and see us we have these great booths really affordable and um, really gives you great exposure to a, a population that is this is your audience this is who to a target to
1: talk to. yeah it's a target audience for sure so it's absolutely, great
8: absolutely absolutely so we're inviting people to, to to contact us calhort.org call our office um, and get more information on on these wonderful uh, booths that you can you can um, either man okay. or have your information available for the public to see
1: Okay and so is there a cost to the show for people to attend online
8: you bet. So we're again trying to keep it as reasonable as possible. So for the entire weekend for members is twenty dollars and for members is is thirty dollars. Or non members, pardon me, is thirty dollars. So again okay. that twenty and thirty dollars will not only give you access for that entire weekend, but of course access for the entire content for that following week as well.
1: That's awesome. So absolutely. And uh, and so and that again is April
8: twenty fourth. 24th- 24th- and twenty fifth. Uh, thanks, Burl. And uh, oh, and in addition, I want to say we have joined the ranks of the big boys, and we are now having an online raffle. Our raffle, our fifty-fifty raffle, is now available online. You can purchase your tickets. You don't have to purchase tickets to the event. You can just purchase tickets to your raffle. Uh, tickets are selling quite quickly. We're really surprised. Uh, but please check calhord.org for a link to our raffle, uh, um, online raffle as well.
1: Absolutely. And so there's also a few other things I guess you guys got going on. You guys have done a bunch of you're still doing your online courses and things like that throughout spring. I know our Chris um, was part of your he did a arborist course with you guys there. He did. And, uh, he
8: did uh, yeah, you're, you're wonderful, Chris uh, Myers, came to our office yep. and did an awesome talk on uh, spring care for trees and shrubs, which, my gosh, are there enough questions around around uh, trees and shrubs and, and spring care? And he was awesome. So, yes, we're still he, offering And he all loved it classes.
1: as well. Like, it, it opened a new thing for him. He was actually pretty thrilled with it, and he really enjoyed it. He said, he said, just the questions and it. And, and that's what I enjoy about even doing the gardening show every week. Cause you, you get to talk about something you love and, and uh, Chris Myers is definitely, he loves the trees and he runs our safety and, and training division in the prune it up. And uh, also helping out with quoting and stuff like that. So he he definitely knows his stuff. So I'm glad that worked out with uh, are, with Chris yeah, and you guys. So
8: absolutely, you're a lucky man. He's super super knowledgeable. Really was, and we may bring him back because he was so fun to to work with. And so Good. yeah, I know it was it was a great connection there. Thank you for that.
1: Okay, and so what are you doing out in your garden right now?
8: Well. Listen, if this soil can get warm enough and we can get a few <laughs> a few feeds out there, that would be awesome. But now that we've avoided this most recent snowfall, let's see what this this warmer week brings, and I'm kind of excited.
1: Are you a veggie gardener or a flower gardener or both both,
8: both. are you absolutely oh, yeah, absolutely. It takes a good balance of both absolutely
1: yeah no i I find some people go real hard. Either they'll have one favorite, but then they, 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 they'll tend to do a little bit of both. And and uh, I always do my tomatoes and a few of the leafy things in a, in some small containers. But I definitely love the flowers, and uh, that's sort of my thing. At the end of the day, come home, water, deadhead, fertilize a little bit, hang out on the deck, and uh, just enjoy it once in a while. So it's you good. You bet.
8: You bet. Hey, everybody needs a type of meditation. That's a gardener's meditation. So I love Absolutely. it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Natasha. And thank that's you. calhort.org. Um, you can buy your tickets online. You can check it out. And if you're looking, if you're a vendor and you're looking for anything else, just uh, um, a, a way to get out and reach some some new customers and, and get the word out about your company. Look at renting out one of their uh, virtual booths. So there you go.
8: You're wonderful, Merle. Thank you. Thank Always you. Thanks, Natasha. Have Bye-bye. a great week. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: You as well. Bye-bye. All right. And I think I'll just do a couple of texts, and then I'm going to take a break for the news. I got a, I got a question here. What is a tomato bag? One type better than another? Better than using pots? How do you use them? Um, The only, I guess, tomato pot. So if I'm thinking what the ones that I've seen are, um, more of an insulated water that you put around your pots and it kind of creates like a little mini greenhouse but i'm not 100 percent sure other than that i didn't i didn't really know there was tomato I guess, I guess bags but i guess there's a tomato bag that's it's just basically a flimsy pot and but for the most part those tomato bags, they have the insulated and you fill them with water and it and it heats. And then it, when the water warms up, it just creates a nice insulated thing. Um, so I don't know if there's really one better than the other. Most tomatoes do really well in Calgary. So get them into a nice big pot, plant them nice and deep when you transplant them into it. Don't go too small. If you're looking at a pot and you're thinking six, eight inches, definitely go a lot bigger than that. Like I sort of go 18 to 20 and and that will get you off on the right foot. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: It's mainly sunny and minus two in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Rapid COVID-19 tests will soon be available for about 200,000 students and 20,000 staff at junior and senior, high school, uh, and senior high schools in the province. And thousands of healthcare workers will become eligible to receive COVID-19 vaccines starting tomorrow. The Phase 2C of vaccine rollout will include community physicians, nurses, pharmacists, dentists and other health professionals. A convoy is on its way from Calgary to Edmonton to protest the closure of Grace Life Church near Edmonton. The church was shut down by AHS after violating COVID-19 public health restrictions. The vehicles, decorated in signs and posters, should be arriving at Grace Life Church by 10 a.m. It's minus 2. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
1: Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. Emerald Coombs going to go right to the phone line. We're going to chat with Donna. Good morning, Donna.
7: Good morning. I was on. Hi, how can I help you? <clears throat> uh, yes, I'm calling about some asparagus roots that I purchased. I actually bought them in a bag from Costco, and they've got like six inch long roots on them. Yeah. Do I pot them up or do I have to wait till the, I plant them in the garden? Because I, I don't know. You, I've never bought yeah, them that way before.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just start a bare root. So, yeah, you can pot them up and get them growing ahead of time for sure.
7: Oh, you can? Okay. Yeah. And if the-
1: you decide not to, you can just leave them in a cool, dark place. Mm-hmm. And then you can plant them outside in the next week or two. in oh. like sort of beginning of May.
7: Okay, yeah, because the last ones I bought, they were, and like, they were very small, and they were already had the fronds on them and everything, so I wasn't sure about these ones. So.
1: Yeah, no, it's just a dormant. <coughs> Typically, what when you buy them in the pot, they were in that state a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and they just got potted up, and then, but you should be good to go. Yeah, okay. just pot them up now, or, like I said, or if you want to wait a couple of weeks, just wait till the beginning of May, roughly, and then you can plant them out in the garden.
7: Okay, I have one more quick question. Uh, for African violets, mine are just—I just have a few blooms on them. Do you fertilize them now?
1: Um, African violet yeah you, you can, can definitely start fertilizing now. Yeah, the days are getting nice and long. Just okay. fertilize once a, once a month with your African violets, and that'll be good. Like with a fifteen thirty fifteen or a African violet fertilizer. Yeah, okay. I
7: have some of that. So. all right. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Okay. Thanks, Donna. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Going to go to Janet. Good morning, Janet.
9: Hey, Merle. Good morning. Um, Merle, I've got a, a fair, um, a couple of areas on my lawn here, about a 10 by 20 foot um, area that's been quite damaged by the mice. Um, yeah. and, um, do I rake all of the junk out that, and all of the dead grass um, and Absolutely. then fertilize
8: it? And when do I want to do that?
1: you you want to do that actually that you could do right away i would do, if it's if it's in a really nice warm dry spot like if it's out in the middle of your grass and it's nice and dry and it's full sun i i would get out there now clean all that up rake it out remove all that debris mm-hmm. um hit it with our green it up lawn fertilizer and you'll get a lot better recovery if you are using our fertilizer because it it has a high middle number and that's for the roots and, yep. and if you have good roots, it'll recover from any of that kind of damage really quite easily. Okay. And uh, a lot of the other stuff, if it's just, if you're using the typical lawn fertilizer, it's all nitrogen up top. And then mm-hmm. they eat it and there's just nothing for them to recover because they've chewed it away. Right. But, and if, it, if they've gone deep, if they're just right to the soil, it'll just fill in. But mm-hmm. if you want, you could put a small layer of topsoil, like just a, like a quarter inch, or just fill in the little areas mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of topsoil. And you can top over, or you can overseed if you'd like as well
9: okay cuz it it is a, like i said it's a big area that that i'm seeing it yeah. in um we're all, like I'm, I'm not in calgary and so um you know close we're about 5000 feet where we are we did get a dusting of snow again overnight um yeah. you know like that snow our our winter snow kind of has melted but um it's still a bit okay. cold i'm S- thinking
1: yeah so just wait yeah wait till it's nice and dry then and yeah. uh, and then you can do that and but just try and get the fertilizer on there as soon as you can and and then that'll help grow that out of that state.
9: Yeah. I'm I'm thinking I could pro could I fertilize it now, even though we get a little bit of dusting of snow again. It doesn't yet, hurt.
1: But- Absolutely that doesn't hurt to get the get it going into there. Absolutely. You'll be okay. fine. Very good. Thank All you right. very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And got a couple of texts. I live in East Strathmore on a huge windy hill. It's very dry. I planted lots of large trees. 2019? Can I in 2020? Can I start watering? Absolutely. Now is a good time. You can just start start giving them some water. Get some water into because right now they're going to get ready to start um, um, hydrating and starting to leaf out, set and bud. And absolutely, you can do that. And also. Lilac hedge and is there a granular fertilizer? I just recommend our lawn fertilizer. That works really good. It has the high middle number, so it's good for roots, good for blooms. So it'll be great for um you could just fertilize your whole hedge with that. Might need a couple bags with that many. Just spread it out along the around the base of the of the hedge, rake it into the soil, and you'll be totally fine. And you'll be good to go on that. And I'm gonna take a quick break. And when I get back, I'll go back to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Jen. We're going to see what's going on in the greenhouse you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and I'm going to go to the phone line, and we're going to chat with Jen down in the greenhouse down at Spruce It Up. Good morning, Jen.
5: Good morning, Merle. How are you?
1: Good, good. Nice sunny morning in the greenhouse today.
5: Oh, it's beautiful. It's nice and still in there and green, and you can smell the humidity. It's lovely.
1: I was uh, I was mentioning earlier about uh, you and Jonah and I planting up those uh birdcage pansies.
5: <laughs> oh, were you talking about that already? I missed yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that was a cute idea. Eh? It was nice. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah. So, and she's planning to um, switch that out when those are done. You know, yeah. They're, they're a little gross. She's going to keep it going. Yeah. It's a very cute idea and very easy, too, well, right? Because you can take the lid off so easy.
1: Absolutely. And it's... And if you are going to plant something like that, like if you want to plant pansies now in pots, you can put them outside for the most part. You got to watch the below minus five. They kind of get a little bit nasty, but they'll still survive. But if you, if, if you do do that and you'll grow them for April and May and then. They'll still look pretty good by the end of May into June, but at that time, if you want to switch them out for summer flowers, it's a great idea, and you could put petunias or something else in there for the summertime. So, Yeah,
5: it's totally true, and you know it's funny too. Uh, Maggie and I were actually talking about that this morning with the, the pansies and the violas and putting them out because it's not super cold right now, and we did put some yeah. out already here at the store. They're out front, and they looked awful, but as soon as the sun hit them, now they're
1: back up yeah. again so yeah. yeah no we used to like that's sort of our tradition we plant that pot up first week in, May, in april um and it goes back to when we were growing down over at sunnyside we would we'd start this we'd seed the pansies typically around january 2nd 3rd and we'd put them outside april 1st right oh, in that week. Really? that's cool yeah because we only that. had so much room and then we had to put them all outside and we'd throw a granular fertilizer over top of them and they'd stay outside but man they were just so beautiful they'd just be perfect by the time we got into May they'd just be crisp and gorgeous and ready to roll so ready to roll
5: that's awesome
1: yeah 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 cool so what else you, you got lots going on in there right now obviously you got the, <laughs> the tropicals and different things
5: yeah um, but yeah no go ahead. Oh I was just going to say shifting gears from tropicals to the annuals is it's it's com- it's comical to be honest um watching us as staff you know switch gears in our brains to to annuals in terms of care but in terms of what we have available what's coming what you can do where et cetera.
1: And yeah knowing it's it's just uh it's a different pace right <laughs> Yes,
5: It is a like, very much you're
1: in first phase. second gear when you're in tropicals cuz you're casually talking and it's Nice and easy, and you're going along and enjoying. But spring, when you're <laughs> petunias, you are talking about tunas, you got to shift it into fourth gear because yeah. you're going. It's, Here
5: we go. It's true. It's fun. That's that's one of the fun parts about this job too, and just absolutely this, this area, right? So, yeah, it's fun. Uh, we have a good time with it. So, but our brains, well, okay, I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for Jonah or anybody else. But yeah, trying to, I have tropes in my head, and so it's fun seeing all these new. They're not new at all, but all the annuals coming back in and... And uh, remembering all the uh, things we can do with the trailers. I say
1: that else. all the time. People come yeah. in and start asking me about shrubs yesterday, or different things, mm-hmm. or I'm, if I'm at the chemical wall, or and and the solution wall, trying to figure out what what can I recommend, and and you just go, okay, I got to get my plant brain on, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just sort of got to because you got to remember all the different products that uh, that you use, and and then the different plants and things like that. So it's. Uh, it's, it's really interesting, but you, you've, you've got a great selection of uh, like pansies, the colder climate um, annuals, and some snapdragons, and you've got quite a yeah. few herbs and things in as well.
5: We do, and veggies as well, because there's cooler weather veggies, right? Also, in addition yeah. to those annuals, which are also an annual, but the lettuce, we have kale, we have spinach, we have Swiss chard. Um, with the broccoli and onion in. I was just taking a look, I saw that we have beets as well, which is one of my favorite things just because I think they're pretty, <laughs> that's it. But, uh, yeah, we have tons so far to start and it's just, it's just keeping on, you know, we're getting more and more in.
1: Yeah. And, uh, obviously lots of the rooted stuff as well. Like, so we got lots of sea potatoes and asparagus root and yep. garlic and all that other fun stuff
5: absolutely and, and just it's just been flying out of here it's it's fun to see people's interest and and they're just excited about it some people are brand new to it some people it's they're seasoned veterans at it but they love it and it's a passion all the way around so it's fun to watch that happen and those tea roses too we have in that uh, you helped out with and Chris
1: yeah they're starting to pot up and they're starting to sprout now so yeah some of them I think they got a little bit dry but they're starting to send out a bunch of new sprouts so which will be good they should be looking good soon definitely and if, and if you are going to the garden centers, cause the, this is the busy time and, and with the social distancing, try and go if you, if you, if you're flexible in your day, if you can go a little earlier in the day, go early, especially on a Sunday morning before 11 seems to be a little bit quieter. Mm-hmm. And then if you go after three o'clock, it's typically a little bit quieter and just try and space it out. If, if you have that option to yeah. do and, yeah. uh, and, and just be patient uh, give everyone their distance and, uh, we got lots of product coming in, and we're very fortunate. We have great partners that we grow with, and uh, we have a great selection of plants coming in this spring. And uh, we shouldn't have any issue keeping up with the demand. Absolutely, and, uh,
5: yeah. And now that hard over the winter, so. yeah. Um, and now that you mentioned that as well, Morel, um, Jonah, and I just this morning put some of those uh, annuals in to the annual house outside, so that there's at least okay. more room for people to kind of move around, and they don't have to feel like. You know it depends on what what people's comfort levels are, but there's there's some shopping out there as well no problem
1: absolutely well it's yeah. and it's always nice and it's better for the plants too because it does get a little bit hot in the in the tropical <laughs> house for them, so it's nice to keep them so they don't get s- stretched out so if you are buying annuals at this time of year, you do want to put them outside during the day. You you don't want to leave them in where it gets hot and stretched out. You want to cool them off, climatize them as much as you can, get them outside. And uh, like I said, if you have pansies and snaps, um, a lot of those you can plant out into your into your pots now and just just watch if you if you see the minus five coming, just whip them into the garage or or into the into the house if you need if you don't have a garage or whatever. But why not get some nice pansies out on the pot? Enjoy the spring and 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 go from there. So, what about tropicals? Is there any special things you got going that yeah that we're gonna? I know we're gonna we're probably gonna reduce the tropicals a little bit when we head into spring, but we're still gonna have a great selection. Is there anything different that just came in?
5: Yeah, one of the things, well, the Thai Constellations, did we talk about the Thai Constellations?
1: No, but we so, could. So,
5: yeah, <laughs> the Thai Constellations is, is one. They uh, People have been eyeballing those, and they're beautiful and large, um, and they're at the front of the trop house almost, well, as soon as you walk in, you can see them. So those are there, and they're not quite so, ready to go yet.
1: Yeah, we're going to release those in a, in a few days, probably another week. Um But so if anybody's wondering what a Thai constellation is, it is a variegated monstera. Mm. So when you see the leaves, they'll have white um, mixture into the green leaves. They're really quite rare. We flew them in from Thailand and uh, they're just climatizing nicely. They're starting to perk up beautifully and, and uh, But they're kind of one of those real rare, rare plants that you don't see a lot of. So um, I think we're probably one of the only garden centers with them in at this time. So um, yeah, have cool. a look if you want to see something. We've had quite a few people come in and just take pictures of them.
5: Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. It's, Doesn't that happen a lot? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the
1: flowering flowering pots, the azaleas, For speaking of, it's the master's weekend. So if you want to get your hubby a, a nice azalea so he can sit there and have his beer. And an azalea sitting on the coffee table, watching the Masters.
5: Yeah, like, well, on, like
1: honestly, is there not like honestly think about that? That's
5: it's, I I like what you're what you're throwing out there, Merle. I think that sounds All like right. a really good idea.
1: Okay, I might not be in this afternoon. Can you get someone to deliver a couple of azaleas to my house <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a twelve pack of Pabst? Oh, there. there we go.
5: Okay. Well, we know what you're going to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I would well, love for people to know, because they do fly out pretty quickly, those lemon lime marantas are back in. I have them in the forest pots, and so that's a awesome. like a prayer plant, right? So it's a beautiful yellow and green leaves. There, I have one at home. I just love them. I, I
1: love watching the tropical house now. I, like so many times, I just I just stand in the back corner a little bit, not in a creepy way, but I just sort <laughs> of stand back and I and I just watch the younger people and the people coming through there. Just such interest in plants now. So it, it's pretty oh, yeah. awesome. So yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. loving it. Good. All right. Well, I got to go, Jen. And Thanks, uh, thank you so much for your time. And uh, if you're looking uh, to go down to visit Jen, say hi to her. She's the one with the big smile behind the the plastic bubble. So there you go.
8: <laughs> so, Thanks,
1: <girl. laughs> All right. Bye, Jen. Have a good day. Have Bye. a good one. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening, and I'm going to go to the phone line. We just have some patient people waiting. We're going to go to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Hello. Hi there. Hi. How can I help you? Uh,
10: we have a couple of apple trees, and they have a black deposit on them. So I'm wondering, what can I do about that?
1: If it's, um, is it just sort of at some of the cracks, like of the where the joints of the branches are, or is it? Oh. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of times the the apple bark kind of goes black, and it kind of looks like a deposit. So without seeing it, um, it, it's kind of hard to tell you. You can call our arborist division, and Mark he can stop out and have a look at them. But I would, for the most part, if it's just like sort of at the cracks or at wherever the the joints are in the branches it's typically fine because as it gets older you'll start seeing it and some of it kind of goes like a dark black.
11: They're they're very old trees. They're probably fifty years old.
1: Yeah, I I would think it's just it's just normal. It's just old age spots, um just older bark. I think you're fine.
10: Okay, thank you for your
1: advice. All right. Thank you for calling and sorry for the long wait. I apologize.
10: Hey okay,
11: you have a good day Bye now.
1: Take care Bob. All right and I'm gonna go to Cam. Good morning, Cam. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. Hey, Merle, I got a big ash
10: tree, and uh, I have to do
1: change of sewer pipe that's coming pretty close to it. I'm kind of uh, wondering what the odds are of saving that tree. How close do you got to come? Uh, about three and a half feet. Um. It, it, it'll be close. It, it's just more of, of having the who's ever on the machine be gentle around or, and and not whacking it with the, with the arm or the tires or something like that. Right. And if you're going right by it, it, it shouldn't be too bad. Like three and a half feet. It, it, it's sort of, cause you're not going to be going all around it, but you're definitely going to lose some of it. So what I would do um, before you do it, uh, water it well, feed it with 10, 52, 10, a couple times and just, that'll just help the roots so and will get ready for it to recover. And I would do it sooner rather than later. If you are, if you're able to get in there and do the sewer um, before, so it's not doing it right during when it's leafing out, I would try and do it while it's dormant still, if you can. Great. In the next couple of weeks, if, if, that. if that's possible, if it works within the, uh, the confines of the, of the contractor as well. Very good. All right. Yeah, that's uh for the most part you should be okay and it it said just just ask the the operator just be careful of the bark and and hitting the tree with the with the with the bucket, etc. Keep that. All right. Thanks, Ken. Right. Hey, thanks for your answer. Bye now. Okay. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. All right. And I got a little bit more time. I'm going to go to Stuart. Good morning, Stuart. Oh. Saying, Hi, sir. I how can have I help you? a
2: new rhubarb plant started in the house. How okay. soon can a person put that out in the garden?
1: I would wait till the first week in May, and then you can definitely put it outside. Oh, even before no rhubarb, because yeah. the ones outdoors are going now. Yeah, you can, but it's it hasn't climatized yet. So, okay, and and sometimes are the the foliage can be a little bit soft. Yeah, so. I, I would wait a couple more weeks. Put it outside during the day as much as possible, and things sure. like that. Um, yep. it, it would probably be fine. I just hate to see if you plant it, get it in the ground, and then also we get a a minus eight or ten, and okay. then it sets it back. Right. So yeah. and inevitably yeah. we're probably going to hit something like that. So I would uh, I would just might as well wait. You got it growing nicely. Put it outside during the day, and then just get it out there first week in May. Good. All right. Okay. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: It's mainly sunny and minus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. The province is moving forward with phase 2C of its vaccination program. Starting tomorrow, more than 240,000 healthcare workers will be able to book appointments to get their vaccines. This includes nurses, doctors, dentists, massage therapists, pharmacists and anyone who provides direct patient care in our community. Premier Jason Kenney is urging anyone who's eligible to book an appointment as soon as possible.
2: To everyone else who is still waiting, I say that your time is coming soon. We're going to keep expanding uh, and uh, get you uh, your dose as quickly as possible.
0: Kenney says well over 100,000 vaccine doses are expected to be shipped every week to Alberta this spring. He says if shipments stay on track, every adult Albertan can receive at least one dose by the end of June. A pilot program that has been using rapid screening tests in some Calgary schools is being expanded to about 300 other schools in the province. Teachers, however, aren't being added to the list of professions who are getting prioritized for vaccination, a move that teachers' organizations have called for. Premier Jason Kenney told a news conference yesterday that it would be wrong to prioritize a healthy 25-year-old teacher over a 65-year-old senior with underlying health conditions. The province says rapid screening tests may potentially detect the virus quickly in people who don't have symptoms, allowing them to immediately isolate. Alberta's education minister is pushing back after the Calgary Board of Education said it won't be piloting the K-6 draft curriculum this fall. Carolyn Carita Castillo reports.
9: On Friday, the CBE said it will not use the government's draft curriculum citing concerns that have been brought up by educators across the province. On Saturday, the Chief Superintendent of the Calgary Catholic School District said that the district won't force any of its teachers to pilot the new curriculum. Education Minister Adriana Lagrange said at a news conference on Saturday that if some school divisions do not wish to take part, they won't be able to provide the same kind of feedback on potential changes that other districts will, calling those who opt-in, leaders. The president of the Alberta Teachers Association says a recent survey shows that 91% of teachers are not happy with the draft curriculum, saying it doesn't push students into higher-level thinking. The head of support, Our Students, says the growing opposition shows that the government should go back to the drawing board with the plan. Carolyn Curry, Castillo Global News.
0: Civil services are being held across the United Kingdom today following the death of Prince Philip. The 99-year-old Duke died Friday morning, At Canterbury Cathedral, Archbishop Justin Welby held a remembrance service in honor of Philip.
12: We all know that it is not simply a factor of age or familiarity. It is not obliterated by the reality of a very long life remarkably led. Nor is the predictability of death's arrival a softening of the blow. Loss is loss.
0: A royal ceremonial funeral will take place April 17th at Windsor Castle. The Queen's husband of 73 years took part in planning his own funeral and its focus on family was in accordance with his wishes. The last few people remaining in the area closest to an erupting volcano on the Caribbean island of St. Vincent have raced to get clear. The volcano erupted Friday with an explosion that shook the ground, spewed ash skyward and blanketed the island in a layer of fine volcanic rock. Evacuee Tawana Burke says she wants the eruption to stop soon. This is the
7: first time I am experiencing a volcanic eruption. I am scared. I'm just hoping for the best so that everything can be over, so
0: I can go back home. Experts warn explosive eruptions could continue for days or weeks, and with rain in the forecast, the superheated ash could turn to rock. And Justin Trudeau's partisan speech wrapping up the three-day Liberal Convention sounded much like the launch of an election campaign. The minority Liberal government could fall if all three of the main opposition parties were to vote against the budget set to be unveiled in little more than a week. Though the NDP have indicated they don't want, intend to trigger an election, but Trudeau could also decide to pull the plug himself. Liberal insiders suggest that could happen during the summer provided the vaccine rollout is going smoothly and the pandemic is brought under control. Global News SkyTracker weather. Today's high, 4 degrees and mainly sunny conditions dropping to a low of minus 6 tonight with partly cloudy conditions expected and tomorrow there's a 60% chance of flurries with a high of 3 degrees. It's minus 1 at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10:30. I'm Madeline Debellis.
1: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and uh, speaking of the masters, it is it's nice to have it back in the normal time slot in April cuz there is something that is just uh glorious when you're watching them uh hit the great shots into the background of those azaleas and things like that. It just uh, it's gorgeous. Can't wait to hopefully maybe one day go down and have a, a gander at that tournament and attend and have a experience that whole thing and and it looks like we're hopefully we'll be heading into some normality this summer but great thing about gardening you can do it all by yourself in your backyard and uh, get all your vitamin D and enjoy the great outside weather and uh, and get some good Good things going on all around. But right now, I'm going to go to Terry on the phone line. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Merle. How can I, I help uh, you out?
11: I talked to you last week uh, about some yellow roses. Yep. And you're not going to get them until May. Well, I didn't write the names of those things down because I'm going to have somebody come down and pick them up for me that lives in
1: the okay. city. Okay. Okay. Um, the one that just blooms early and only blooms once is the Persian yellow. And then yeah. the other ones are like a sun sprite, a yellows. yellow yellows. Yeah, and a sun sprite, and the sun sprite. Okay,
11: I have one more about crocuses here. Sun okay. sprite. I have uh, some wild crocus seeds. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how they've been stored. How would be the best chance of uh, germinating them?
1: Um, if you If you have a little bit of soil, I would just uh, lay them into a soil and they don't need to be very deep. Just just poke them in just under the soil, um, Get the soil fairly moist, cover it. Even if you use if you have some little planting um, pots is great with a little plastic cover. Or if you have one of those clamshell containers like you get strawberries <laughs> in or raspberries, that yeah. works good for a little mini greenhouse. You can just put some soil in there. Put your seeds in, cover the top, and uh, and use that to sprout your seeds and to see what they do. Or you can just put them right outside into the into the flower beds. Just, just sprinkle them into the soil and, and see what uh, they do. Uh, uh,
11: okay, these are wild. Now, how long yeah. will it take before a guy knows what? Like, I don't know if they're any good because they've been stored and they were in sunshine, and I don't know if they had.
1: Yeah, uh, they they come up. Those ones will come up within two to three weeks, so you'll you'll know then. If they haven't come up by then, it'll take a while. Then you're done.
11: Yeah, then they're done.
1: Yeah.
11: And uh, is there can a guy get uh, tame crocus seeds or tame crocus?
1: Um, I know we sell. Actually, we do have crocus bulbs and some different things, like different types of crocus. But if you're looking for those, like those purple ones, but we definitely have crocus bulbs in stock right now.
11: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, and that's uh, you. You got you. Can you leave them in all year round, or you got to take them out? Yes.
1: Yeah. No, they're they're perennial.
11: Okay. All right. All
1: right. Well, thank
11: you so much, Merle. All
1: right. Take care, Terry. Have a good one. All right. Bye. 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 And I'm gonna go to Glenis. Good morning, Glenis.
13: Good morning.
1: Hi. How can I help you? Hi there, Glenis. We had her there for a second. Oh, was that her? Hi, Glennis. Uh, all right, well, maybe if you call back, Glennis, or you got cut off somehow, let's go to Pat. Good morning, Pat.
0: Uh,
3: we were in the store yesterday um, to look at, get our pansies, and I saw this beautiful new thing you had with the um, big uh sign on it that said there was a limit on it and it's called a string of hearts and it's uh, a tropical i didn't buy it because i wanted to research to find out because it looks very fragile um
1: what is it it, it's just actually it's uh it's a little tropical plant like there's sort of a string of heart and it's just a it's just a trailing tropical um does great in hangers are actually fairly hardy they they're fairly easy to grow they don't okay. like to dry out a ton, uh, um, okay. Um, but they're really, really quite easy. Like just treat them like a normal house plant. Um, but this on some of the rare stuff, we we, we put a uh, a limit on them because we get some of the younger, not necessarily younger, but the plant collectors. They'll come in and buy them all up, and then they resell them.
4: <gasps> so we try
1: to, um, yeah. So we try to. Um, to uh, limit that amount so that way everybody gets a chance to get them
3: well it made it very intriguing um, so you say they shouldn't dry out, I've never ever seen it before, where does it yeah, come no, from?
1: no they can dry out a little bit they're actually, they're out of Africa like they're oh. in southern Asia and they're, they're somewhat of a little bit of a little succulent, like so they can dry out, they don't like to be real real like dry out in between waterings is sort of what I meant to say of so so like just, the hoya, yeah, very similar to the hoya, absolutely. Okay,
3: does it uh, flower?
1: Or yes, yeah, so you get and it, they do, but it's not really known for its flower. Like the flower it gets, it almost looks like a um, uh, more of like a not a great looking orchid bloom, but not a, like no color, but just sort of a, like oh. a a tubular thing that comes out of them. Oh, like it looks like a. Yeah, fountain of wax is oh. what how they're describing it when I'm looking at it, yeah.
3: Well, the heart-shaped leaves are beautiful. Oh, well, we'll have to they're come absolute, back.
1: Yeah, you should uh, come back and uh, pick yourself up one of those string of hearts.
3: <laughs> Thank you, and thanks for talking to me. Bye-bye. Of
1: course. All right, take care, Pat. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to Gloria. Good morning, Gloria. Flowers well,
3: on the golf course. Um, but Merle, I bought a uh, lemon tree out there a couple of months ago, and it yes. has two stems, right? One I've got a, a couple of blooms on it, but the other one, all the leaves fell off. I'm wondering, should I cut it back?
1: I would be a little bit patient. I've had that happen quite a bit to lemons until they get really climatized. Sometimes they do. They go. They they go into a little bit of a dormancy. So oh, what okay. you can use. Is a have you repotted or anything since you bought it?
3: Yep, and I've given it a 15, 30, uh, 15, 15, and um, started with the rage, moved to Kay. the fertilizer later. So,
1: okay, perfect. So, just stick with that for now, just use one or the other. But I would probably just stick with the fertilizer for now, mm-hmm. and, and just try and get it into the sunniest spot you got in your house. And uh, hopefully it should – if you don't see something in like a month or so off that branch, like nothing, you can trim it off. But I have seen it where they kind of look a little bit straggly, and then they just fill right in. And that's typically what mine has done at this time of year. Even the new lemons, when they come in, like when we get them in in January, February, they always look a little more sparse. Yeah.
3: What compared I'm to the- it with the lime? Do you think that would – Okay. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh, yeah, great. we have those. A lot of times they call them a cocktail mix. Oh, Because then you get the lemon and lime. Oh, absolutely. really? Oh. Yeah.
3: Something else to buy. <laughs>
1: there you go. Perfect.
3: Great. All right. Thank you, Marl. You did a great job.
1: Thank all you so much, Gloria. Right. I appreciate it. Bye Take next. care. Okay. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to the text line. I'm going to read out a few texts. Oh, um, uh, here we go. Sorry about that. And actually, one thing I want to comment on, if you're planning any of the wood projects, be prepared. The price of lumber, we just got to notice from a bunch of our suppliers, that it's going up 125%. And, and so even on some of our projects where we've quoted people, um, it's going to be a market price thing. And the suppliers and... And a lot of your landscapers or your guys building fences, they're just they're not going to be able to hold the prices for you. So um, just just be prepared for some of those wood projects when they come out. They're like I said, they're talking 125 percent increase on on pressure treated and cedar and stuff. So um, not good news, but uh, it's supply and demand, and it's it's just that crazy time right now. And unfortunately, that's going to add to the cost of all everything we do with our building. And here we go. Um, my husband last year built a raised bed on the south side of our deck of our acreage. We filled it with a big yellow bag. The root vegetables all had beautiful leaves, but nothing else. Do you have any ideas how to encourage vegetable growth? Um, and typically. With the big yellow bag, depends which one you—the veggie mix. So depending, I'm not sure why it could be in too hot of an area, too. So you might want to just ensure that you're watering, um, especially when you put new soil in. Do nice deep watering because sometimes if you just get upper growth, um, chances are they could have just been run a little bit too dry, and it's not encouraging the the root to push down and instead you're just getting upper growth. So just ensure that you're doing good deep watering and uh, and do that way. That should help out for sure. And another, and we're going to touch on this real quick, we got a lot of people calling in with, with uh, mounds of grass. So if you're looking out after the snow has melted and you see little tunnels all over your yard, typically you probably had mice or voles going through your grass So what I recommend is go out, give it a really good good raking with a good wire rake. Put our fertilizer on there, the 16, the green it up lawn fertilizer. And and you can top dress a little bit with with some topsoil in those areas where it's been chewed. But you'll be amazed at actually how fast it comes up because uh, it will green up nicely and those areas will be um, filled in before you know it. And when you're using our fertilizer, you're going to have a lot more recovery. So if you do get some root damage like this, it's going to recover really quite quickly. So that should definitely help out with that. And uh, hopefully they didn't go too deep, but it's it's kind of crazy what's going on. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I get back, I'm sure there'll be a few phone lines. They are wide open, 403-974-8255 or one eight hundred five 563 You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. And actually, Shirley, you had won the big yellow bag. If you can call back in, Gord... We're not able to get your information. You got cut off somehow. But if you call back in, we'll get that for you and get that big yellow bag out to you. And I'm going to go to Glennis, and we had cut her off as well. Good morning, Glennis.
9: Good morning. It wasn't your fault. It was mine.
1: Okay. I was going to just blame Gord, but okay, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. All right. How can I help you?
9: Um, could you recommend the... Uh, best black-eyed Susan sort of species for a mass planting with lots of like yeah the taller ones because there's a yeah.
1: few right there's there's they're beautiful like um I like, like there's one that's called Pocahontas there's a there's a, some really good ones like I like mixing if you're doing mass planting um there's a there's a whole series and they're they're basically come in there in that in that uh there's a red, there's a white, orange, a pink, and they just look beautiful when they're all mixed together. Oh, I think it's okay. called like a sunset. Yeah, and we'll have lots of those. Um, they're one of our more popular plants that we bring in. Okay. And I agree, but they do love a they love a nice warm location and. And good watering the first year, make sure, and, and after that as well, and fertilize with a 15-30-15, and they'll perform for you beautifully. And deadhead throughout the summer. So if you, if you start seeing that when the blooms are spent a bit, just spend a bit of time out there and, and, uh, and clean them up and just remove any of the uh, dead blooms.
9: Okay, so um, when you're mass planting with that different colors, is there a particular height that is best?
1: Um I like they're they're in that eighteen inch range, okay, yeah, and if that works, that's probably one of the more popular like and and they work great as mass planting, even if you want to mix in either in the center or behind mix in some coral forester in behind okay. them, it just looks awesome okay so.
9: and could I ask you one other question regarding the sure. fertilizer right now um do you have to water it right after?
1: You don't have to water it right after. It can sit out there until you get moisture, or if you would like to water, it, it, that wouldn't hurt either. Either way, you're fine.
9: Okay. And um, poppies, could you just tell me which ones work best in Calgary?
1: Um, we we have quite a few of the like the ornamental popsies. We have the like a big pink one. We have some red ones. They um, well. The Oriental, yeah, those ones. Anything that we sell in our in our in the in the perennial house will be for our zone unless we state that it's not. So okay. and that's a nice thing when you're shopping at a garden center compared to maybe some of the box stores where they're bringing in stuff from the Vancouver buyer and they just send it across Canada and not worry about the zones. Yeah. So when you're shopping okay. at a garden center, you're going to get the right. Plant so whether it's us or the other guys as well, like plantation or whoever's around town. Um, So support your independent garden centers because you're going to get the right product, you're going to get the right advice, and uh, and you're not going to waste a bunch of time or money on the wrong plants for your area. So yes, thank you so much. Yeah, so and the poppies are great, and we finally we did get a really nice variety of the red. So it it, it looks similar to like the Flanders Field one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. Perennials is my probably my weak link in my life <laughs> when I for the for the names because it all goes by the Latin names. Yeah. And I'm more of a common guy because I've always been the retail <laughs> garden, and I've spent more of my time in the tree lot and the annuals and per, annual house. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to get really well versed into the perennials. I know them when I see them, but to name everything off, I am. I'm not that guy yet, so.
9: That's okay. I'm headed <laughs> down right. to your garden center today, so I'll also talk to your people down there.
1: Yeah, see Jen, she's the perennial expert down there. But okay. uh, again, it's still a little bit early. The first week in May or May, last week in April, we'll start getting a bunch of perennials in. So.
9: Yeah. Okay. I I was just trying to plan ahead a little.
1: So. Absolutely. And you okay, can go to our so website. There's a plant finder on there too. I've got that works That works really too. well. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Glennis. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. All right. And so Glennis is done. Let's go to Dwight. Good morning, Dwight. Good morning, Merle. Happy Sunday. Hey, happy Sunday to you as well. How's things going?
2: Good, good. Uh, just a good. quick question on hardening off
1: plants. Yeah.
2: I was told, and I don't know if you'll agree or not, but uh, if you wait for a, like an overcast day where you've got no sun, for the day, you can take your plants and you can harden
1: them off in one day if you leave them out all day. Um, it, it's hard in one day. Depends on what plants they are. Like if they're really soft and they're growing, um, in a real warm greenhouse. Depends what temperature. If you're bringing them from an 80 degree greenhouse or 70 degrees or t- or 20 Celsius, and then right outside, it's a yep. little bit tougher on them to. It takes a couple days to harden off, and but that is the right strategy. Don't stick them right in our full sun. Our full sun is very hard on a lot of plants. It can sunburn um, a lot of plants because it, it is so intense. But okay, definitely so shady days are the best for climatizing. Or right. if you don't have that, put them behind a tree. Just get them climatized that way. But so couple, it, it takes it takes a few days, yeah.
2: yeah. A couple, three days. Yeah, no, I heard somebody yeah. told you, that you could do it in one day if it was cloudy all day.
1: It depends what plants it is. It depends what conditions that are coming. Okay, and from just before. A quick
2: question: If you have time, yep. I'm going to try a water feature this year, and I've been kind of hunting around for a, a water lily named a Chromatella. Mm-hmm. And if we a have, flower.
1: we have lots of water lilies in the yellow. I'm not sure if we have that variety, right. but if we don't have what you're looking for, Dwight, I'll I'll send you. I would go out to. Uh, Bearberry um, Garden Center out. It's out uh, uh, just north of Calgary, out by Cochrane, out further, further north of there, wa- by Water Valley, out oh, yeah. that way. It's yeah, called Bearberry, and right. they grow a lot of the the n- natural, the native varieties of of water lilies, and they're just okay. gorgeous. and it, And it's a good experience to go out there for the day. It's a great garden center, so it's worth the drive and just to spend the day out there. So.
2: Okay. Well, maybe All I'll right. see you guys first and look to see if I can. Yeah, find we, when yeah. we get those in
1: the first week or the last week in May, we always wait for the water stuff to a little bit later in May because they're still very susceptible to frost. So,
2: sure, and no, that'll give me time to build the feature.
1: There you go. All right. There Thanks, you. Dwight. Okay.
2: All right. Bye bye.
1: Talk to you later. Bye bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: It's mainly sunny and zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. A convoy from Calgary to Edmonton to protest the closure of Grace Life Church should have reached the church just before 10 a.m. this morning. Grace Life was shut down by AHS after violating COVID-19 public health restrictions. The vehicles, decorated in signs and posters, left Calgary this morning at 6.30. Rapid COVID 19 tests will soon be available for about 200,000 students and 20,000 staff at junior and senior high schools in the province. And thousands of healthcare workers will become eligible to receive COVID 19 vaccines starting tomorrow. The Phase 2C vaccine rollout will include community physicians, nurses, pharmacists, dentists, and other healthcare professionals. Global News Sky Tracker weather today's high four degrees and mainly sunny conditions dropping to a low of minus six tonight with partly cloudy conditions. And tomorrow there is a chance of flurries with a high of three degrees. It's currently zero at 1031. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news is at 11 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
1: And Let's Talk Gardening is also brought to you by Green It Up Tree and Lawn Care for the greenest lawn and trees on the block. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone line. And I am behind on the text. If you send texts in, I'm trying to get through them all. There is a lot, so I'm I'm trying my best. And I do apologize. Some of the answers are very probably a little bit short, but... Um, because I'm just trying to get through them all, but I'm hoping to get the information you need um, without offending anybody. So I apologize ahead of time. I'm going to go to Roslyn on the phone lines. Good morning, Roslyn.
12: Good morning, Merle. I have a question here for you. Okay. Um, at the end of October, I had my lawn sort of uh, winterized. Um, I had a professional to come in to do the power raking, the aeration, the fertilizing, not overseeding—they're all done uh, for this spring. Uh, should I power rake again and fertilize?
1: Uh, yeah, you should. They, they, they did the power raking in the fall.
12: Yes.
1: Or just a fall cleanup.
12: Uh, no, um, they power rake in the in the fall.
1: Okay. Yeah, typically yeah, we leave that. I would I typically would leave a lot of that for the springtime. Oh um, They probably do a mowing. Um, definitely a power rate because right now in the spring, you want to remove the thatch because a lot of times in the fall, you want to leave your thatch there because it kind of protects the, the the tender roots and that in your grass. Okay. So, so sometimes you want to leave a lot of that. It's good to fertilize in the fall. It builds the nutrients up in the soil. Right. Um, but what I would do is uh, this spring. Uh, I would definitely do a, a good little power rake. Depends what it's look like. If you don't have much, if they took a lot of it off and did a big power rake in this in the fall, you might not have much thatch there, so you might not need to. Maybe okay. just a land a light hand raking will be fine. Right, and then just and then fertilizer, and then you can just start on your watering, and you should be good to go.
12: Okay. And when is the best time to do the uh, power rig and fertilize? Is it too early to do it now?
1: It depends on where your grass is located. If it's full sun, totally dry, um, you can get out there. It's it's a little bit early. I would I would still wait till like the first week or so in May. Um, All right. Still, okay. Yeah, it's still a bit early for the most. Like we were out looking at some gardens uh, a couple of days ago and there's still ice and snow right. in some of the shadier spots and things like that. So All
12: right. And uh, and with ant hills, how do you treat? How do you get rid of anthills?
1: ant hills? Ant yeah. hills? There's a few different ways you can do it. You can use uh, some products called like Ant Out. Um what? You can use that or like a diatomaceous earth into the anthill. And and a lot of times it's just making them a little bit uncomfortable for them. Like you can either scoop them out, depends how big it is. And if you're watering, if it's in your grass, just ensuring that you're watering properly and that'll get rid of them. They don't like it if it's a little bit too wet. Too wet. Okay. Okay. The And so out.
12: I, think I can get it in any store.
1: Yes. Yep. Most garden centers will have it. So, hey, okay. all right, thanks, Lorraine. Thanks, Rosalind. Bye, bye. Bye, 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 All right, at yeah. right. for time. I got enough time. I'm going to go to Lorraine. Good morning, Lorraine.
14: Good morning. Thanks
1: Hi for there. taking my call. I- Of course.
14: Hi. Um, I have a couple of ornamental rhubarbs that did very well last summer. Uh, they grew to about six feet um oh nice so and so now i've 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 got the stalks. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I should cut them back or whether yeah. those stay.
1: <laughs> no, you want to cut them all right off um okay, so yeah, and you can even wait a little bit, just look down down by the root by the ground and just yeah. see if it's starting to green up a bit um okay. at that point is when I would remove it um and because it, it, it's still adding, if we get some cool nights, it's still adding a little bit of protection, all the old growth on there. Okay. So, yeah. So just first week in May, you can definitely, or as soon as you start seeing it push up, then you can go in there and just cut out all the old stuff. And those are fairly heavy feeders. So as you can tell, there's a lot of um, foliage. So um, yeah. feed that like with a 20-20-20, something like that, a good all-purpose fertilizer.
7: Okay. Um,
1: amend the soil around it because they are heavy feeders and they're and they're fairly uh, they like a fair bit of water like they like they don't want to be really real dry because especially when they're when they're setting up their new leaves and that they need that moisture in the ground to be able to refoliate yeah and uh
14: they had some i i was tempted to um Cut the blooms last year and dry dry yeah. them to see if I could um, <clears throat> use use the seeds. Is that something yeah. that I could do this year? Okay. Absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Give that a try for sure. Okay. I love and, those like, cause especially yeah. if you have a. It sounds like you have a good location for them. Nice, probably a nice warm spot, and that and obviously they did great for you. So that's awesome.
14: Yeah. So my next question is: I have three um, of the um, little. I think they're called Little Kim lilacs. Yep. In
6: a row, yeah, Miss um, Miss Kim, Kim Lilacs. Yeah,
14: yeah, Miss Kim Lilacs. Um, they've been there for probably five years now. And um, last summer, the one in the center seemed the leaves seemed to sort of dry and curl up, and the tips turned a little bit rust or brown. Okay, um, okay. I'm not sure what that was. I don't think it was a watering problem because the two on either side were okay. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it
1: diseased? Um, it, it, it could have been a little bit of a fungus maybe from early on. But I, what I would do is um, just make sure you do a really good cleanup around them this spring. Okay. Um, ensure that they get a really good watering and then fertilize with 15, 30, 15. Okay. If you want a high middle number. That'll push out the nice and that'll be good for the roots and also for the blooms. Okay. But just make sure you water well before you fertilize. Okay.
14: Okay. Good. Alrighty. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks. Bye-bye. You're
1: welcome. Thanks, Lorraine. Bye-bye. And I think i got time for one more call before the break. I'm going to go to Tyler. Good morning, Tyler. Okay, Tyler is gone. I'm going to go to Faye. Good morning, Faye.
7: morning, Merle.
1: Hi, how can I help you?
7: Yes, I just want to tell you, people, they phone for the slug and, uh, and garden. Yeah. Okay. What I did five years ago, my husband and uh, my husband passed away now, and uh, I one uh, before I dig the the garden, I clean everything up, and then I do what uh, uh, get a propane tank and a torch, and I burn at the top. For five years, okay. for five years, I don't even have one slug in my garden.
1: Oh, nice! So you just you just torch them?
7: Yep, because you burn <laughs> the eggs.
1: Yeah, so you just burn in the soil. So you clean your soil, yeah. and you just go along with the torch, and you sort of you're sort of like sterilizing your soil.
7: Yes, and I done awesome. two years in a row, and I don't have one slug under on my garden. Well, there you go. Before I was well, th- four, before I was four.
1: Okay. So that's what All I
7: right. want to tell you.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, Faith. Oh,
7: you're welcome. Yeah. All right. Okay.
1: Take bye care. Okay, bye bye. Always good to uh, share. So if you, you gotta be careful doing that. I was watching a a video of uh, it's a, what does it say? Building the house off the grid and they were burning the wood to give it a little bit of a aged look. And the guy started a house, a grass fire all around his house. So it was kind of scary. So be very careful if if you're using the torch method of slug removal. Um, But keeping a good clean garden is very important like Faye was saying, so clean that really well. And you don't necessarily, the the, the, the torch method, if you, if you want to give that a try, just be very careful. Um, but there is some slug baits. But cleaning up is very important, and that will help reduce the slugs as well. And I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line, and I'm going to speak with Allison. Good morning, Allison.
6: Hey, how are you?
1: Hi. Good. Good. How can I help you?
6: Okay. So I got a bird of paradise, and okay. I
1: um,
6: it's got a scale infestation. Yeah. So i was just wondering what to do with that.
1: Um, a scale, you can use pure spray green.
6: Okay. That's your best I, thing. That's
1: what I did. So. Yeah. So hose it down and, and you uh-huh. can just wash up. And I, I use it like a, like a terry cloth type, like a, like a face, a face cloth. Okay. And even just dip that in. And sometimes you have to just scrub it gently off there okay. to get it off the, because they latch themselves right to it. Right. So.
6: Yeah. They're really crusty and hard.
1: Yeah, so you, you just gotta, you, they'll, you'll feel it starting to come off. It'll the pure spray green will you can just spray it first, let them soften up the the oh, scale, and then just dip a little bit into a dip your te- your face cloth or terry cloth into a a little mixture of that, and then just okay. just give it a good a few wipes, and it'll it'll clean it right up.
6: Oh, perfect! And do I have to treat it a couple times, or um, you, you might have to, to but
1: the one time should be good. Like the one time if you get all of it off, just keep an eye on it because there might be some eggs or anything else in there, okay, and then okay. just fertilize with fifteen thirty fifteen
6: okay, all right, and um the and can I use your like your long fertilizer for that um, is that fifteen,
1: thirty,
6: fifteen
1: or no no, this is a water soluble that's sixteen okay. thirty two six right. yeah, it's okay. a water soluble that you use for water in your plants.
6: Okay. All right. Um, all right. Another. I did have a quick question. Is that all right? Sure. Okay. Um, with my black, black currants outside, can I yep. fertilize them with your lawn fertilizer?
1: Yeah, you can just put that along the base of it, just work uh-huh. it into the soil, and that will definitely work fine.
6: Okay, and the raspberries, all my bushes and stuff.
1: Yeah, yep, all it? that, absolutely. Yep, and just, and just put a soaker hose or something down. Just make sure they're getting some good water as well early in the spring so they get lots of, so that way they're able to uh, leaf out like crazy. Perfect. Okay,
6: thank all you. Right. So much. And how often should I do that with my um, bushes
1: outside? Um, You could probably mix it in a couple times a year. Like just do if you do it early spring and then do it again about mid-June.
6: Okay. Awesome. Thank Alrighty. you
1: so much. All right. Thanks, Allison. Bye-bye. Oh, bye.
10: Take
1: care. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to Matt. Good morning, Matt.
10: Hey, how are you?
1: Good, good. How can I help you?
10: Um, I had a question about establishing a shelter belt. I live um, south of Lethbridge, so it's quite windy. Um, I've only got about maybe uh foot and a half to two feet of actual topsoil um, where I'm
1: at. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, though.
10: Um so what I was wondering is what you would recommend to start establishing shelter belt. I have nothing, but uh, just something that uh, will help walk the wind in that newly established farm slash acreage. Um, yeah. Trees and such.
1: So typically what you want to do, you typically do three rows. You'll do a row of lilac in the front. Okay. And then a row of spruce and then a row of poplars or something in the back. Um, and a lot of those, you can work with your municipality. A lot of them have uh, shelter-built programs where you can buy the stuff bare root. Or even if you like come into our nursery and we can order like smaller potted, like two or five-gallon poplars and stuff for you in larger okay. quantities. And, okay. uh, and you can start that way. It, uh, and that's your best. And Velocia lilac is probably one of the better ones to start with. Okay. And I would just dig a trench for those. I wouldn't try to pot each one individually. If you just dig a trench, and then and then pot them in like that, and then I would I would definitely use bark mulch over top of all three rows. Like sort of do one big area, okay. and, and and that way you're not fighting with weeds and all that other stuff as well, and okay. hold question. the moisture.
10: Other question is if I have the, um, cow or horse manure or something like that would that be a good idea to mix in with
1: the uh if it's aged yeah because you got to be careful with that stuff it's it can be quite um it can burn a lot of plants so sometimes there's too much of a good thing okay so i would i would definitely be careful with that i would uh i would just mix it in sort of like at a 10 to 15 percent of the existing soil like put a couple inches on top and work it in
10: Okay, and with a with a, when I'm doing a trench for that, would a drip line be the best way, or should I be absolutely?
1: Yep, emitters along there. An emitter at each plant is definitely the best way. That way you're not wasting water, and the water goes right into it. So when you when you do that, for sure. Okay,
10: perfect, awesome. For your time.
1: All right, thanks, Matt. Good luck with that. No problem. Just maybe start smaller too. Like depends how much or how ambitious you are. Just be careful. Don't if you don't have time, do the whole thing or to be able to water it all, you just got to be make sure you're careful with that. So just uh, ensuring that you you get the water to the ones that you do plant.
10: Would it be a good idea to even start with a larger tree if I can afford it? Um, in Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Definitely. Yeah, we've done that for lots of people. Like where we go in and we plant caliper poplars, and it's almost instant, and they water them in, and they look f- fantastic. And I then make. we can do like we can do five or ten gallon um lilacs for you and then even 10 or 20 gallon spruce
10: okay great i'll give you a show next week
1: all right sounds good matt give me a shout at the store we'll help you out no problem thank Thank you you. all right take care bye-bye all right i'm going to take a quick break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr Welcome back to the full or for <laughs> the let's talk gardening. I'm going to go right to the phone lines and going to chat with Albert. Good morning, Albert.
13: Good morning, Earl. Yeah, how can some, I help you? Uh, pardon?
1: I said, how can I help you?
13: Uh, I bought some uh, purple passion asparagus plants. There's five in a bag. Okay. And I just found out how I plant them and how long I got to do it. And like there's like they're in a rubber band wrap. In a, in a green yeah, bag s- sawdust.
1: So you can either wait a week or so till the beginning of May and just plant them right outside about eighteen inches apart. Yeah. Or in, in the garden. Or if you want to start them in some pots in the in the house, you can start them in, in soil in the pots right now. Well what
13: if yeah, but they probably keep
1: that long though? Yeah, as long as you keep them in a cool dark place, they'll be fine.
13: Because they they don't I don't have to water them or nothing.
1: No, nope. no. Nope.
13: Just leave them the way I got them.
1: Yep. Just just keep them cool and dark, and they'll be fine.
13: Okay. Good enough then. So I got it. I, I can keep them for about a week and get the soil ready and whatever.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And, this, and you. when you plant them, do about yeah twelve to eighteen inches apart, sort of thing.
13: Yeah. Okay, and it says in my book, are they acid? Like, like they like acid?
1: Um, they they like a good nourished soil. Like, so if you add some sea soil or something like that to that, that would be great.
13: What about like acid?
1: Is that spruce tree needles or? Yeah, you. I wouldn't want to add that to it. Um, I would just fertilize like with a thirty ten ten. Thirty ten ten. Okay. All righty. All right. Thanks, Albert. Okay. Take Thank care. You. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you. All right. And I'm gonna go to Jim. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jim. Nope. maybe he's not there. I'm gonna go. Let's let's try Grant. Good morning, Grant. How are you doing? I think you'll you will be the well last welcome. call of the day. Right on.
15: Hi, Grant. Hi. Um. How? I'm going growing uh the seed potatoes in a pail okay in the basement okay. and they're they're starting nice and they're working well i'm just wondering uh um should I put them out, out in about, in about a month or uh, yeah,
1: actually even during the day now, like any of the days where it's above zero and just watch the evenings if it stays above zero they can stay outside now because they just cause if you leave them inside too unless it's in a little bit of a cooler spot, some they can get too hot and they'll just stretch out on you okay so so yeah, like days like if today if it's gonna be like plus eight or ten. Um, it's a great to put them outside. Just watch the nighttime temperature. If it's going, like, minus 3 or colder, you want to bring them inside again.
15: Yeah, I've got, like, a, I've got a, a heated basement, so the, like, the uh, 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 heated floor, so it stays at yeah. 15. So, and yeah, that was... Just wondering. I was wondering because uh,
1: and it's getting uh, good light down there. It's probably a walkout basement then.
15: Yeah, I made sure they're in in sort of a light area from the east, so that uh, just trying something different because it's uh, it's exciting to see that it'll actually grow. Because uh, my uncle's done this for like many years, and uh, all they do is uh, uh, at the end of the year is kick the pail over, and then you've got all your potatoes.
1: Hopefully, oh nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Right awesome. On, so. All right. Well, thanks, Grant. Yeah, thanks a lot. Take care, bud. Goodbye. Bye-bye. All right. And actually, i got a good little tip here. Neatest thing to do with your crocus, plant them in your lawn. You get signs of spring before the grass turns, and then by the first time you cut, they're gone, and then they come back for a couple of years. So actually, I like that one. That's a good idea If you're if you're looking to add a little bit of something different into the garden, you can do that, and also I'm uh, going to give. I got some guy who's doing um, some raised garden. Is it safe to use pressure treated wood for your veggie garden beds? it, it, it isn't. It isn't. Is it? Isn't. There's there's a couple of kinds of this. Ensure that they're when you're buying the wood that it's it's the safe one. There's still one that is preserved with the product that isn't food safe. So just ensure that you're getting the food safe. I always prefer to use cedar if I'm doing for veggie beds. And then that way you you don't ever have any concerns with that. But anyways, I think that's it for us. It was a great show. Lots of callers, tons of texts. I'm going to hang out and try and answer a bunch more texts here. I got a, about 35 left to do. So I will do that. And uh, stay safe, everyone. And we'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR.